Welcome to the Mom to Mom podcast. Our hope is that this monthly podcast will provide both encouragement and practical help as you move forward in raising the next righteous generation. Thank you so much for listening. Hello, moms. We're so glad you're tuning in to listen to our Mom to Mom podcast. Today's podcast is part of a three-part series with our guest, Deborah Bullock. Deborah is a wife, mother, and grandmother. Deborah and her husband, Harold, planted an innovative congregation in Fort Worth, Texas, which planted over 200 churches and ministries. Our church is actually a granddaughter of their ministry. Deborah is a veteran mom who has a wealth of wisdom to share with us. My prayer is that this podcast encourages and equips you to parent God's way. But now, can you help us with the method of how you used the list to train your children? And so, so let's move into the how. Okay. Actually, God gives us in Scripture one of the easiest, in one sense, and definitely one of the most effective methods of how to pack. Now I'm going to share several methods that are out of scripture, but the most basic method God gives to the people of Israel and when he's telling them, here's how to parent. Here's I'm giving you instructions on how to parent. It's in Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 9. And in the message, it says it this way. God says, write these commandments that I've given you today on your hearts. Get them inside of you, and then get them inside your children. Talk about them wherever you are, sitting at home or walking in the street. Talk about them from the time you get up in the morning to when you fall into bed at night. Tie them on your hands and foreheads as a reminder. Inscribe them or write them on the doorposts of your homes and on your city gates. The most basic method for getting these qualities, these life responses into our kids is to first get them into our lives. Get them to where we are modeling for them, loving God, trusting God, loving others, obeying our leaders, and so forth. Now, the question is, you know, we, we sometimes can ask ourselves, well, what if some of these things are really not in my life? What if I don't have all 10 in there? Or, or maybe some of them are just kind of like as if I was packing a bag and it's just kind of hanging out. It's just kind of halfway in, halfway out. If I pick up the bag and run, it may fall out. <laughs> uh, so what if they're not in there? Does that mean I need to make sure I have my bag thoroughly packed with all 10 things before I can help my kids? Oh, I am so thankful that was not what he said, like you're totally disqualified. The idea is you start working on it now. And as I was training my daughter, even though I had been, and, and then the other kids, even though I had been working on learning and seeking to apply these 10 things for a number of years, I 
don't think any of them were like totally stuffed in, roll tight, and there. But God kind of makes provision for people who come to him at all different ages. And I have actually seen parents and moms who committed their life to Christ a little bit later in life. And so they were just starting to build some of these things in their life. God actually used them very effectively in their kids, especially as they were being open and honest with their kids and saying, you know, kids, I'm kind of new at this thing of trusting God myself. And I'm kind of really new at asking forgiveness or sharing. So I know it's very important. I've seen it be very important in other people's lives, and God says it's important. So let's work on this together. I want you to have the benefit of it, and I may not always do it right, and you have permission to kind of say, hey, are you being honest? Or, hey, were you following Dad the way you were supposed to? Or, were you know, hey, just feel free to call me on these things, and let's just pray for each other and we're going to try to grow together in these. So the main thing is that you are working on packing and you're working on that and then you can help them at the same time. Now, do it when you're sitting at home, walking in the street, where am I gonna find time for you know getting these 10 things into my uh, child's life? Well, actually, this passage was written to extremely busy moms. They had no grocery stores. They planted, grew, harvested, pretty much cooked everything they ate. Laundry was done by hand, often having to go to a well to get the water. And in those times, most people had six or more kids. I mean, I don't even think they had me time. I don't think the concept existed. You know, it was, <laughs> that, that's why we can identify with, he says, until you fall in bed at night. You know, as moms, we kind of finally okay, fall in bed. And they were busy, but he says, okay, do it in the midst of everything you're doing. As, and you can be training them how to, you know, do these tasks, which they were, but you do it by talking. And that was one of the things that I had to learn as a mom because I have never been just kind of chatty Kathy. Some people just love to get, just talk on the phone all the time, talk, 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 you know, and I just wasn't kind of that personality. But God gave me a child, my first child, and it was probably due to the fact it's my first child and I, there's probably things I could have done better or different, but she only slept six hours, six to eight hours, I think about eight hours a day. I talked to the pediatrician. You know, is this normal? I hear moms with kids sleeping all the time. You know, their baby is. And they said, no, they can sleep between, I forget, a very small amount or, you know, a large amount a day and be normal. And so there she was. I'd feed her, think I had her to sleep, and then the little blue eyes would just pop open, and she was just ready to talk and chat. So right as a baby, I started just talking to her. And so I thought, well, I mean, uh, I can talk to her about um, what I need to do this day. 
<laughs> and then, uh, you know, got a few better ideas. So I could talk to, I could pray. I could be praying out loud. You know, I'm working on learning some scriptures. I can be saying that. You know, I can tell her, even to some degree, I mean, fortunately she can't repeat this, so I can tell her things I'm dealing with. (laughs) (laughs) There's an age at which you have to use a little more discretion in what you share. But, (laughs) so I got in the habit, and I knew this passage in Deuteronomy, and so of just talking. And so what you do is talk. And we'll go into exactly some of the things you can talk in a little bit. But talk as you go through life. And you're using the different things that come up in life to either share with them how you're dealing with it or the way we need to deal with it. Or as you see them struggling to deal with something, you talk. And you may take time to sit down and talk to them, or you may be in the process just talking while you're washing dishes together or something. But it's, you're going through life, you're talking about what God, how God wants you to handle it, how to respond, and praying for each other, sharing with each other. So, to uh, look a little more specifically at how we train and what we do. I've got several methods here and basically, now when I say easy, I think I mean not really complex. They are easy to understand and to use and remember. So the first and the most effective way to get these life responses, these qualities into our kids is to pray. And prayer is effective because one, God knows us. He knows our limitations and our strengths as moms. And he knows our kids and he knows what they're really dealing with and what they're ready to have help with next and what they're especially going to to need, maybe even while they're, they're still kids, one of these qualities. So he knows us, he knows our kids. He can show us where to start, like which goals to begin with. I, I sort of had most of these qualities in my head, but I never tried to like work on all 10 in one day or even in one year. <laughs> I, I would pray and ask God to show me which, which goals, maybe one for a, a year or a semester to especially be alert to. But then I, I would just say, but God, you know uh, ways you want to get things into my child's life, so uh, please just alert me when you are trying to work something into their life and show me how to help with that. I also would pray for insight into my kids. I'd pray for endurance uh, as these qualities, you don't just tell them oh, you need to be kind, and boop, they're kind. (laughs) Move on to the next. Uh, The endurance of continuing to to work on these qualities, to pace set that in everything that I'm doing with them to help them get these in their life. And then I just prayed for creative ideas 
and God was faithful to show in a case where something maybe was particularly tough, a, a creative way to get it in their life. And then I just prayed any time I needed direction, any time I felt really stuck, I needed help, and I asked God to just continue to help me keep my eyes open for how to do this. The second method or approach is to encourage. And okay, we're talking about stuff they don't have in their life, why would encouraging help? Well, maybe after you got out of college, you got a new job, and you'd gone through all the courses, but doing the job was still very challenging, and you often thought, I don't know how to do this. I'm not even good at this. And what really helped is if you had a boss, or even friends, or someone who was encouraging you. It's hard to learn and progress in an area if all you're hearing is, oh, you messed up, oh, you know, you need to do it this way. And so you look for the little, little bits of progress they're making, and even encourage in other areas. When my husband and I, in our early 20s, started mentoring college students and helping them learn how to get some of these qualities in their life, some really good advice we had through an organization that specialized in helping adults or, or college students develop qualities was to use 90% encouragement and 10% correction. And so that's what my husband and I set to do with our kids. Now, if you think back to what two-year-olds are like, you know, you could be correct. There's, that, there's tons of things that actually need correcting. Don't do that. You know. uh, that meant we had to encourage like crazy and uh, seek to encourage everything they were doing right, especially in the areas we knew needed help. Just, yes, that's great. You did, you know, find it, catch them doing something right and encourage them. We never hit 90%, but, you know, I don't know. We probably got 70% a lot of times, uh, 65, but it was better than <laughs> zero. So just a lot of encouragement and a lot of letting them know you're on their team. You're on their team, not you're on the opposing team against them. A third approach or method is example and explain. And that's what God was talking about in Deuteronomy. Here are some of the steps in exampling and explaining. Step one, pray for opportunities to set the example. Then, start setting the example yourself. Look for, be aware, okay, I'm wanting her to share. Uh, if opportunities come up for me to share, to give, let me do that. And tell her about those times. Involve her in those times. If we're taking a meal to someone, let her in some way help with getting it together or at least going with me and talk about why we're doing it and how we can encourage them. And then let her know, and this is, uh, th this is really important, let them 
know when you are struggling to do one of these responses yourself. Now that may sound counterproductive, like, oh, you're telling her to share, or uh, whatever it is, and then you're turning around saying, I'm having trouble you know, sharing. I'm having trouble following leadership. I'm having trouble, you know, with whatever. And when you share, you need to share appropriately. Don't share, I'm having trouble following this leader because they are just a jerk. You know, they're going to see the leader a few days from now and say, my mommy thinks you're a jerk. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, what you share is more what you are dealing with, the wrong thoughts, the wrong feelings. For instance, let's say whether it's a leader, your husband, or, or whoever it is, but you're having trouble following or obeying. And I, I use this because I think of all these qualities that need to be built in a child's life, the one parents would most like to see built first and most thoroughly is obedience. Oh, I would just love for my child to obey. Uh, and that's the thing kids really have to work on learning. And so that's a real good one to, to share on. And why you share the things you're struggling with is because actually when you are telling them to do something, those are some of the same feelings and thoughts that they are going to feel. And some of them are, are pretty common. You may know them as the enemy thoughts or uh, as some of the enemy attitudes. But if I'm not really wanting to follow, to obey something, it may be because I am thinking, you know, this is not fair. It's not fair. It's not reasonable what I'm being asked to do. Or, gosh, this is too hard. Or, you know, I just really don't want to do it. Well, if you approach it this way, the way you approach it is, you know, hon, God wants me to obey, and right now I have a situation where I need to obey some, uh, some direction, some rule, something, but well, I just keep thinking, boy, it's just not fair, or, or whatever the thought is, it's too hard. And would you pray with me? Uh, and I, I'm just going to ask God to help me with this, and I'm just, I'm just going to, you know, I've got a, a scripture I've been trying to learn uh, related to when I feel like it's too hard. It's I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And so I'm just going to pray, and, and so I'm going to ask God to uh, tell him, I, I know you want me to obey or to follow, but I'm really being tempted with this thought. And I know that thought is wrong. And I know that you have told me I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And, and Lord, just please strengthen me now and help me to go ahead and do what's right and obey. And then let them pray for you. Then, again, you'll use appropriate words, but then maybe after you go ahead, usually there is some benefit to doing what God says. And, you know, even if it's just on the inside, oh, I feel such a relief now. 
I have gone ahead and did it. I really didn't want to. God gave me strength. You share with them how God helped you and any good result. And so um, you're, you're just helping them. Next time when you tell them to do something and they just feel it's not fair, you have kind of that open door. You know, they're struggling. You know, it seems like you're really struggling with obeying. I you know, told you to do this or whatever. Are, are you struggling with some thoughts? Like maybe it's not fair, it's too hard. or You know, sometimes, especially with obeying, that's a good thing to just ask. Do you maybe not really know how or feel like you don't know something about how to do this? You know, you can explore just, and again, as you share, with them, it'll even make it clear in your mind some of the things that hinder you. The fourth method is to plan. Um, I usually did some planning maybe the first of fall semester. Some, I did kind of a little checkup about midway through the school year, see if I needed to touch up or add to the plan, and then maybe again at summer just planning during the summer particular ways to work on on the goal so just the taking time to plan was just so key I didn't plan like okay and then the first Monday of September I'll do this and then on Tuesday I'll do this and Wednesday but planned what is one or maybe two goals I really feel like God would like me to work on during this time. I'd pray, list a goal or two. I would write down if scriptures came to mind, or I might be looking up. No particular scriptures, or I remembered reading one back here. You know, just get together if there are two or three scriptures that I might be able to use and or pray for them during this time. Then I needed to make a way to remember what I had planned, what were the goals. I mean. I don't know if you've ever made a plan and, and oh, you were so excited about I'm going to do this and this and this. And then a month later, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> what was I going to be working on? <laughs> and so uh, it really helped me to have things visual. I'm kind of a visual person. And I remember the first time I really started doing something in a more systematic way related to these goals was when Jessica was probably about one and a half, you know, hitting, beginning to get those signs of the twos. Amazing why that might be the time when I uh, really felt compelled to do something. And actually the way I started with it then was <laughs> Harold and I would talk about what we were going to discipline and, and what was going to be a more, uh, you know, serious type of discipline, what would be lighter. And I realized, well, I, because I would forget during the day, what did we, what did we decide last night? <laughs> and meanwhile, the tantrum's going on. You know, what, what did we decide? Harold's gone, what are we gonna do? And so I made this big chart on the wall, put it up on a, a kind of a central wall where I could see it, I'd be with Jessica. And I called it Jess's, Jessica's yeses, nos, and whys. And the nos, that's the column I filled in first. That was, you know, what the behavior that needed correcting. The yes, I thought, well, what is the opposite? Which actually a lot of those were the destination goal. 
type things. Because we were working on that 90% encouragement, 10% rebuke, I thought, man, if I'm going to remember, oh, this is the no and here's what we're going to do related to it, I, I better have the positive here, so the, the flip side, so I can really be encouraging that when I see it. And then the why was I wrote out a scripture. This is why this is important. And I told Jessica, these are, these are really important. We want you to grow up happy. And these are the things we know if you learn to do these things, you will have a much happier life. So anyhow, that was one thing that kind of my first start related to doing something more uh, organized with the goals. Then, I mean, as the other kids came along, they got older, I mean, I would put them on paper, but paper in a notebook seemed to get kind of lost. So I found just taping something on a mirror, you know, if it was just the word or word I was working on for each child, uh, putting it as a bookmark in my Bible. Most of my child rearing was done before cell phones for the general public existed. So today I, I would probably put it on my phone. But then something I would do is if I could make up some way to kind of remember it. And there are, I know we've created some songs and rhymes that help a person remember the 10 destination goals. And unfortunately, I created those long after my kids were grown. But if I had have created them earlier, I would have definitely used them. But there were some songs that I used. I made up a few little songs, but there were two that were on records. Those old, round, black things that um, probably most of you have never seen. But it was before CDs and DVDs and music on the phone. And one is called The Music Machine, and it was some creative songs that had been developed and with a storyline about the fruit of the spirit. Another one, I think by the same company, was Sir Oliver's song, which went through the Ten Commandments and had a little song about each commandment. So we used those, listened to them, and they're probably available some way, somewhere out on the internet. There's probably a way to get that. Anyhow, so songs were a way it actually helped me remember some of those qualities. Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to look for the continuation of this talk next month or check out last month's podcast, which is the first part of this series. For more specific insight and parenting wisdom, you can find Deborah Bullock's book, Parenting Is There an App for That, on Amazon. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope that you've been encouraged to move forward in your parenting journey and that you have some practical next steps you can readily apply. Join us again next month for another Mom to Mom podcast.